0: Friday, September the 9th, and you're listening to the Greens Matter Chatter Podcast, presented by Northcore Greens. I'm your host, Dolores Foster. I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Jeffrey Guy.
1: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to everybody.
0: And we're also joined by the illustrious Dwight Foster. The
1: big kahuna himself. Da-da-da-da.
2: Hello, everybody. It's been a great week. Nice to Nice to be with you this Friday afternoon.
1: You think last week I had to do this all by my lonely. Now, this week I got the uh, the illustrious foster pair in here to help me, oh. to lead me. You
2: did sound lonely last week, Jeff, I gotta say. Poor <laughs> pussycat.
0: Well, we all gotta put our time in since it was a short week this week, that's right.
1: That's right.
0: Always sh- <laughs> we always get those short weeks on the farm, don't we? <clears throat> all right, markets.
1: Markets for the week. What's, what's old is new, what's new is old. We always talk about volatility. Corn was up $10 this week, soybeans were flat, spring wheat up $16, winter wheat up $25. You know, the previous weeks, those were just about negative of that. But it's nice to see corn come up uh, $10, soybeans flat.
0: It's nice to end the week on a positive note, isn't it?
2: So are they are they building in the reports uh, what might be revealed on Monday with the USDA report or what? Yeah,
1: the Monday as the was the monthly WASDA report to corn. They're all the private analysts are looking at lower corn yields, two to three to four to five to six bushels less than what the USDA is at. But I think the most of them are thinking the USDA is going to come down around two bushels per acre or so. Or more, or less.
0: So is this potentially a very, uh, um, uh, could be a, a big market mover report, or or what do you think, Jeffrey?
1: Either way, the USDA does um, a small, lesser adjustment of, say, a bushel or less. That would uh, drive prices lower, and what if they, all of a sudden they... Came out where say like the Pro Farmer tour was a few weeks ago, they were like six bushels lower. If they did a cut like that, prices would skyrocket. So the USDA is holding the cards. So that's Monday at noon. I don't know. What do you think, Dwight? Will it be up or down? Up. Corn prices will be up on Monday. You heard it here first. Dolores. <laughs> what do you think?
0: I I don't know. I have no idea.
1: Oh, sit in the fans. Come and on. Dolores doesn't know. So let's see, just to be the other side, I'm going to say prices be down then.
0: I like that. idea better. <laughs> I don't
1: think of that, but I just have another different view. But So one of the other things to look at in that report too is a uh, possibility of changing acres because that will change total production numbers. You know, they might have some lower corn acres. Seems like a weird time to change acres, but it does happen sometimes in this report. And if we remember back, they had to resurvey some of the northern states and they didn't change many acres when they did that so we'll see what happens with corn so corn closed today with it being up up ten dollars for the week we got climbed back above the 100 day average there is some supportive news out there for corn in europe france yields are down 30 to 40 percent this year their crop ratings are Low, they've decreased for nine weeks in a row. So that's very supportive. Yep.
0: So uh, thirty to forty percent is that based on last year's uh, yields, or was that is that an average out of?
1: of I think down from last year. So
0: and I don't if I'm if I'm remembering correctly, France didn't have great yields last year either, did they?
1: I oh, I think they had being... bumper yields last year. It was their wheat yields were down.
0: Oh, it was their
1: wheat <laughs> yields. There we go. I actually all I read was that they were down from last year. So so it's we're talking about Europe. And there's somebody else in Europe, some other country over there in Europe. What, Norway? Yeah, Norway. It doesn't <laughs> they don't affect our markets too much. <laughs> the big R word. R- R- Russia. Mr. Putin. The uh he started talking at the early this week Russian officials about they didn't like their how their trade agreement with the, that was brokered by Turkey and the UN with uh, the Ukraine that they would they weren't exporting enough grains out of the Ukraine to the poor nations of Africa. Mm-hmm. There's only like two boatloads out of I think it's two point three million tons now out of the Ukraine in this agreement. Only two vessels went to Somalia or something like this. Uh, so, so what
0: do you what do you think is going to happen? Do you think Putin's going to start? bombing the ships or?
1: <laughs> oh,
2: I'm telling you, what would that do to the markets, Jeff?
1: <laughs> well, it's the markets have been playing with how much is going to come out of Ukraine forever and it's it hasn't made much sense a lot of times what the market's done with this. So this agreement was for 120 days. It was signed back in July. Uh, who knows if, if he'll honor the rest of the agreement or extend it or he might just say, nope, we're not honoring it now because... Their complaint is that the Russia is not uh, letting, or no, the Western world isn't accepting enough of Russia's exports, oh. being their grains and their, yeah. their fertilizer. Now, saying about Russia, read today that they're projecting their wheat crop at 97 million tons, which was up from, the USDA last reported that, estimated that at 89 million tons. So we've been saying Russia's got a big crop, now even Russia is telling us they have a big crop.
2: Yeah.
1: That's a negative for, for wheat prices going forward. Lots of, you know, when we talked this week, Dolores talked to Jim Perk's... Uh, it doesn't day.
2: matter how big the Russian crop is. If if the Western world is not willing to buy their product, it's 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 sanctions,
1: isn't it? But so far it's shown that the, there's enough countries that still need it. Sure. That have been willing to buy it. Yeah. And... Uh, You know, there's just too many. The Western world seems to be somewhat united, but there's lots of other countries that aren't considered in those Western worlds. Sure. When Dolores talked at Jim Parks here this week at his crop day, you know, you were, you talked something about uh, oil prices this week, Dolores. And the, uh, you know, OPEC, they're decreasing. They had their meeting, the OPEC plus nations, they're going to decrease their supply next month same amount they, that they increased it for this month. Hmm. There's talk about uh, Iranian oil is going to make it if they ever get their nuclear agreement, inspection agreement signed again with the states. You read one time that's positive, one time that's negative, who knows. But oil prices were down this week. Crude oil prices went down as low, just under $82 a barrel. Remember they peaked at, uh, what was it, like 130 They peaked at? They're down under $82. So this goes back to like early, early this year, those prices. Uh, They closed up or closed at the end of the week here at about $85. And that's, so it's even with the energy crisis that Russia has caused in Europe and potential supply issues from OPEC.
0: So you would think that oil would still be sky high.
1: You would think that, but so the demand in China, because what's the other big R word? recession so the re- recession around the world possible recession around the world as affects economic activity affects usage of oil and it's re- directly related in their oil imports into China to read this week they're down nine percent in august compared to last year and that's because of all their covid lockdowns that they're just not doing things yeah I think that's bigger than we
2: realize over there isn't it What's what's the numbers on? You heard that?
0: It's something like seventy cities, and it's affected over three hundred million people
1: since the middle. Since early August. August, yeah.
0: But
2: like that's that's not far off a quarter of their population, isn't? There? Aren't they like one point two or three? Yeah, million? that's billion?
1: that's there. So three hundred million people. What's in the states? Three hundred and sixty-five million yeah, or something sure. in yeah. the states. Almost the states. And, and you hear
2: almost nothing of it, eh? Yeah. So.
0: Well, the thing is. You hear almost nothing of it, but we have seen some ramifications in our marketplace based on that news. But you haven't really seen any ramifications in the Chinese commodity prices because of that. So, yeah, so
1: soybean prices, did they fall when you get this COVID news out of China? They fall in North America, but they don't fall in China. So, soybean prices in China, they've been trading this week around a two month high. In the States, it's around, like on the CBOT, around a one-month low. So it's it's the Chinese traders, they don't seem to be concerned about the negative news in China as the U.S. traders do.
0: Is there something else that's affecting that price other than the news coming out of China?
1: For soybeans? Yeah. Well, of course, we always have our managed money that's... Uh, jumping in and out of the market, so they could really be changing prices here in in the U.S. And oil prices being lower affects soybean prices because it's more and more oil. Soybean oil is being used for biodiesel in the U.S., so Mm -hmm. soybeans are starting to get a closer correlation to crude oil prices.
2: So are you suggesting we should store
1: soybeans then, Mr. Guy? At these prices, I don't suggest anybody should store Because what was the one little bit of advice I gave at Jim Parks? Don't believe the analysts because there's so many outside political things that can affect our prices. When anybody says market's going up, market's going down, they're just assuming too many variables will go their way.
0: Actually, one of the things I really like that you said um, at Jim's day, Jeff, was that A lot of analysts will think, oh, I know something that the market doesn't. But the truth is, if the news is already out there, the markets have already taken that into effect, right? Right. So,
1: And one of the things we've seen this year, the markets don't always respond the way you think they should. We'll get some negative news out of, say, the Ukraine, and you think that should support prices. But then all of a sudden, prices go like the... The nuclear they're bombing Russia's bombing around that nuclear plant in the Ukraine. Yeah, that should be supporting prices because of the possible Catastrophe they could have in the Ukraine, which could affect how much land and how much exports everything else yeah. And that gets in the news, but then prices go down. It's like so you you can't count on Things going the way you think they should so it's that sounds really strange but I think, like, again, we just go back to what you said, Dolores, was uh, know your cost of production, know where you can sell at a profit, and maybe don't try to hit that home run every time. There's there's just a ton of news out here that can affect the markets.
2: We knew there had to be a baseball analogy in this podcast. So, yes, so you're saying a, a single or a double might, uh, might be as profitable as a Grand Slam, you're saying.
1: Well Grand Slams are always (laughs) nice, but they're harder to come by. Right, right. Harder to come by. So
0: Any other thoughts for this week?
1: Uh, one of the little technical things out of the US. They've been locking in their US export data. They've gone to a new computer system and somehow have frigged it all up, which is just hilarious. (laughs) For like three weeks they can't get it straight. So three weeks they've frigged it up. So That's next week, that's supposed to be straightened out. But once again, the WASDA report on Monday. Anybody wants to talk about uh, positioning themselves before that? Maybe some target prices, maybe selling some more, whatever. Give us a call Monday morning, we can uh, go over that.
2: So the wheat harvest is done, and the uh, corn silage harvest starts tomorrow. Some people are already at it. and uh,
0: Beans aren't far off.
2: Beans... And a half weeks
1: away. Oh, the weed harvest isn't quite done. There's always some more out there. Well, done on our farm. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I think that's all we have for this week. Thank you very much for tuning in. Hope everyone has a great weekend and uh, we'll talk to you guys next week.
2: So long for now, everybody. Have a great weekend. See you next week. Bye bye.